you're listening to the Medics Impact Podcast, giving you the tips you need to be successful along the path to professional opportunities. Hey, hello, nice to meet you. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Impact Podcast, and if you didn't already know, today we're talking all about making new connections. That's right, today's topic is networking. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Bogue, the Editor-in-Chief of the Medics Career Impact blog. In a few moments, we're going to be welcoming Medics teammate Jared to the show, and he'll be sharing what he's learned about networking and finding career opportunities over the course of his 10-plus year career here. He has some amazing tips, and you won't want to miss out. Now, when it comes to networking, I get it. It can be flat-out terrifying. After all, it doesn't feel exactly natural to walk up to a complete stranger and strike up a conversation out of nowhere. But, as the rise of social media has taught us, the connections we build with people can be extremely powerful. Not to mention, forming a robust network of professionals from a variety of skill sets, organizations, and disciplines can be really interesting and rewarding, both personally and professionally. Searching for a job does not begin and end with writing a resume and sending out an application online. Rather, our career paths are always being formed by the steps we make each and every day, and that includes the people we meet along the way. However, when it comes to networking opportunities, let's say a a career fair, maybe an alumni event, some other social setting that you find yourself in, there's some ways to go about it, right? There's the right way to start the conversation and a a lot of wrong ways. (laughs) So to help you get prepared for networking success, uh, I've got some conversation starters for you that you should absolutely avoid if you want to start networking like a pro. So here we go. So, um, how about this weather? Pretty cloudy, huh? Yeah, the doctor said the rash would go away uh, as long as I just apply the ointment two times every day. So, who'd you vote for in the election, huh? Huh? Now you can tell me who'd you vote for. Okay, do you have a job for me right now? Because, uh, I, I really need one, and, 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 and I swear I'd, I'd be a great addition, but I, I just really, really need this right now. Wow. You have put on weight. My last boss was the worst. Just the worst. I hated him, I hated that company, and I hated every single person I ever worked with. Psst. Okay, don't tell anyone, but <laughs> I'm pretty tipsy right now. <laughs> Interested in hearing more from our team? Check out PurposefulCEO.com to listen to the Purposeful Podcast with Bedic CEO, Andrew Lamoris. In this podcast series, Andrew joins me to interview inspirational individuals from business leaders to athletes of all sizes to nonprofit volunteers to hear their stories of purpose and share with listeners the ways that they can find purpose in their own lives. Tune in today. We are here with our expert interview for today, Jared. Hey, Jared. Hey, Andy. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, well, you know, we started, we previewed on the first chunk of the podcast today uh, some things to keep in mind about networking, and, and we're really glad to have you on with your experience uh, to, to give us a little insight into how to better network. Uh, 
right at the top here. Can you just share with us how long you've been with Medix and what you do here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. So this is my uh, 13th year here at Medix. I'll actually this September uh, be uh, celebrating my 13 year anniversary. And and really my role, you know, as VP of Sales, it's it's to ensure that that Medix, we as an organization, we're really offering the highest value solutions to our customers. Um, talent acquisition challenges. So, you know, really in my role, I get to work with my team on and support some of our, our largest, most strategic client partnerships uh, across the country. That's great. And congratulations on your upcoming anniversary. Thank you. It's been a wild ride for sure. I know any anyone that's been in a position for that long, I'm I'm sure you've had to deal with, you know, a lot of networking questions. Uh, and it's something that, that has to be a part of your job. You know, it's, it's a word that's used in a lot of different ways uh, by a lot of different people. So I kind of wanted to th- see what your perspective was here. And just right off the bat, how would you define networking? Yeah, I, you know, there's, a, there's probably a better technical definition out there. But when I think about it, uh, it's really, to me, it's as simple as just an exchange of information without visibility or intent regarding a specific result. Um, and to me, that's a, a pretty crucial part of it. You know, when I think about it as applied to, to job seekers and, and what we do for a living, I think common sense would say, you know, when you're out there looking for a job, you, you want to meet with people hiring for open positions, which which makes a ton of sense. The problem with that is it's really hard to do and it's not even always possible. So, you know, again, when I think about networking, it's who can I get to know who might know someone, who knows someone, who went to school with someone, <laughs> whose daughter babysits for someone who, who might be looking to hire someone. So it's it certainly, it's a different kind of more long-term approach for job seekers is kind of how I think about networking. That makes sense. Yeah, sometimes we're, we're thinking it's just going to be one step we're immediately in front of, you know, like mm-hmm. a movie scene in front of the big CEO and, and yep. giving this impassioned speech about how, how we can impact their organization. But really, it, it might be a few steps removed and something you don't even expect uh, to begin, you know, the seed uh, of a connection that you know someone who knows someone who leads you to a new opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So with, with that in mind, I mean, is there is there a certain places and times specifically that networking can happen or, or can it happen pretty much anywhere? I, I think it really can. I think there's opportunities all over the place. Now, uh, you know, if you ask my wife, she might say handing out business cards to nurses in the delivery room immediately after the birth of your first child. Maybe that's not the place for networking. Wait, so were you, were you doing that? Maybe there's a couple exceptions. I got a little, <laughs> I got a little ambitious. I think, uh, you know, that that first time. So, so lesson learned. But, but really anywhere, I, you know, in our business, for example, you know, we're we're in the customer service business. So I'm always looking for people that are providing great service, and that could be in a retail setting. If, I, if I'm out with the family at the mall doing some shopping. At a restaurant, uh, you know, I'm I'm always looking for those people that are that are providing great service, and, and those are the people that I want to talk to and get to know a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I, re- I really do think it can can happen just about anywhere. You know, I I think a lot of the time when we're thinking about the job search, you know, I, I have this image in my head of of sitting alone uh, in my office space and just digging through my resume and hitting send on a bunch of job applications and, and scrolling through job boards. And it seems like this very you know, isolated solo thing, right? You're, you're working on your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're focusing on you. So with that in mind, how exactly can networking help someone looking for a job? I mean, if it's not, if looking for a job isn't just focusing on those things that you can control, what, how does networking help you in that process? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, first and foremost, really the, the, the numbers, and if you look at kind of the data around hiring and how people get jobs, most of the data shows about 70 to 80% of, of jobs today are filled through networking and referrals. So, so just that alone, if you're not doing it, you're really not giving yourself a chance. You're not putting yourself uh, in the game. And so I, I think about when I look at those numbers, I, I was I was actually um, thinking the other day about my personal employment history. And those numbers for me have, have borne out in my career. You know, I've, I've worked for four different companies kind of post-college. Uh, and the first, I went through that, that process that you just described, Andy, where, you know, I sat uh, in front of a computer and, and threw some resumes out and, and, and got, got lucky, you know, got a resume, interviewed, uh, and got offered a job. Um, outside of that, every other position I've ever I've ever uh, received uh, has been through through networking and referrals. You know the you know my girlfriend referred me to her boss for my for my next role, and um, you know I became a manager at Abercrombie and Fitch. So that might be a story more for the perils of networking, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, you know. Uh, and then when I when I actually got into this industry, when I got into the recruiting and staffing business, uh, without knowing a lot about it, I, I was going through that normal process, sending out resumes. Um, without a lot of success, and uh, I applied for a position, got got turned down, didn't get an interview even, um, but had actually kind of networked and knew a girl that had, had worked at the organization or was currently working there, and she actually walked my resume into the hiring manager's office, and and his response was, hey, didn't I throw this resume in the trash already? Uh, <laughs> and she said, yes, you did, but let me tell you about why uh, this guy's kind of kind of worth your time to at least talk to, and, and obviously from there, kind of got my foot in the door, and. And then even here at Medix, you know, I had a chance meeting with with Andrew Lamoris, uh, and and wasn't looking for a job. But after meeting Andrew, felt like, hey, you know, that's someone that that makes sense to be in my network. Someone that um, I should just get to know a, a little bit more. And and then you know, eight 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 months later, uh, an opportunity kind of kind of made sense, and and I and I came aboard. So you know, when I think about my own you know personal history, it really bears out that that so often. Um, you know, jobs are, are, are filled through, through that networking process. It makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, even when I'm looking to, to get a pizza, I'm asking five different friends, you know, their suggestions of where to go in the neighborhood. And, and you're looking at these, you know, review sites to make sure you're getting the best in the no information. So it's only natural that companies would want to tap into their greatest resource their talent, their team, to ask them, you know, who do you think would be great mm-hmm. for this role, and do you have anybody in your network? Um, so I, I think that makes total sense. Uh, but the thing that I always run into is I'll go into a networking event, or I'll, I'll be somewhere where I know, okay, this is this is a great moment. I have an opportunity to meet a lot of interesting people, to expand my net, and to learn some things. And then I don't even know where to start, and I feel like I, I don't know, I say the wrong things, I, I stumble on my words, I, I'm not prepared for the situation. So do you have any common networking, like faux pas or things that job seekers should avoid doing when they're kind of stepping out onto that ledge and, and really trying to make those network connections? Yeah, I think it's it's easy to do, but but I I think the biggest mistake that I see is 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 people really moving the interaction away from that pure kind of information sharing, getting to know you, mm-hmm. to that ex- expectation of something, and I think it's very easy to do. And and I can empathize with you know someone that is that is that is looking for a job. It is a very stressful, urgent situation at times, yeah. and uh, for a lot of people, they don't want to waste the time. But um, I, it, 
I, I tell people all the time, you're going to be so much more successful if you take that that genuine interest. So if you're someone that is saying, hey, I, I'm looking to, to maybe get into the healthcare field, for example, a lot, of, a lot of what we do. If you're meeting with someone in the industry to find out, hey, how, how'd you enter the field? How have you progressed your career? That's all great info to get in a networking meeting. I think the mistake some people make then is, is that they then take it to, okay, cool. Like what jobs at your company are open that you could recommend me for? And I think that's just yeah. a very easy way in a networking setting to kind of get people to, to put their guard up pretty quickly. Like, oh, okay, now I understand why they're talking to me. It's, it's, they, they want me to, 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 to refer them to a job. Instead of letting that process really happen kind of organically and just going into it with a very genuine interest in getting to know people. Um, and I think if people keep it there, the results will certainly come. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean – you never want to feel like you're being sold to, you know, especially you know, in a setting like that. So, you know, let it let it take some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really be listening and active, you know, active participant in the conversation, not just looking for what's going to be good for you, but you know, to have that kind of two-way source of uh, information going back and forth. Absolutely. Uh, so, are there any other tips that you might have that job seekers can have in their back pockets? Just Nice things to remember if you're out networking, if you find yourself in a situation where you can make that new connection, anything that would you know, kind of be good to keep in mind? Yeah, I tell people two things to remember is, is one, most people uh, like to help. They like to help others. Um, I think inherently most people are like that. And two, people in general, they love talking about themselves and, and what they do. So um, I think if you if you take a genuine interest, and that to me is the key word, if you're genuine about wanting to get to know someone, wanting to learn about their company, their career, their background, what motivates them, um, then I think most people are going to be very receptive. And I, and I think if you approach it in that way, I think it takes a, a lot of the fear and trepidation that people have about putting themselves in, in what are potentially uncomfortable situations by just remembering that, that most people – they want to help. They, they want to talk to you about who they are, what they do, and are going to be more than happy to do so. Okay, we're, we're closing up on, on the end of the, the interview here. So I want to give you an opportunity uh, for all our listeners out there. You know, if, if they're going to be at a career fair, uh, maybe an informational interview, or even just, you know, like you said, at the grocery store, wherever they might be, and find this opportunity to network, uh, I want you to be able to leave with them one last sentence a nugget of advice for them to keep keep in mind uh, when going out there and trying to network. Uh, do, you, do you think you'll be able to distill this all down into one sentence? It, it might be a run-on sentence, but uh, here's, here's what I I'll think, say. I think we'll allow it. I think we'll allow okay. it. Uh, you know, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but I make a lot of my decision based on worst case worst case outcomes. And and that could be a new opportunity at work where to take a vacation. I always think about, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? And, it, and then if that isn't so bad, it helps me make a decision. And if you think about that in terms of networking, it's easy to avoid. It's easy to convince yourself that, hey, this is going to be a waste of time. Um, this is this is not something I should I should spend any of my effort on. But if but if you think about worst case outcomes, like maybe an uncomfortable meeting, maybe you're going to burn a couple hours, maybe it's not even going to be really useful in your job search. But if you compare that to what the best outcome is, which is maybe you meet that angel in disguise who changes your life. When you think about it in those terms, I think it becomes a pretty easy decision to put yourself out there, um, and, and I urge you know people to, to, to put a big focus on it because it can pay huge, huge rewards. So uh, that was like seven sentences, 
but there was a lot of commas in there. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll count it. Oh, definitely. Jared, I, I will tell you, this was not the worst case scenario. Uh, you gave us <laughs> a lot of really great information to use uh, when networking and, and looking for a job. So thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thanks for listening to the Medics Impact Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and access our full catalog of professional development articles on the Medics Career Impact blog.